Kigali's big and bold radio conversation. There's always something going on. Your radio doctor, business, everything tech, and Rwanda's green agenda. Saturdays at 10 a.m. Welcome, lifers. It's a new greeting from me. <laughs> I have just been told by Ephraim that we are all lifers. We, Ephraim, we, where do you pick this concept that we are lifers? Life is hard out here. No, but you see. Um, okay, so long, long, short version of this story because we need to get into the topic of today. My Instagram handle used to be Senior Life Eater. No <laughs> jokes. I was a life eater. And what that simply meant was not necessarily that I was vacationing at dream destinations. No, it's, it's because I, I looked at the work I did as an entrepreneur as my life. Mm. Because it was. Whether I liked it or not, like, I would spend majority of my time there. So the reality is, and that, that's also why we call this, this, this podcast or even just what we're trying to do here, living entrepreneurship. Because it is our life. And that's why I call, I call the people who listen in because they're entrepreneurs, lifers. So you need to start welcoming these lifers because we, we, we actually have a good number of them who have been listening in and I'm, and I'm so proud of them, by the way. Let me say again, welcome lifers. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, we'd like to appreciate you. We have grown yeah. the audience that is you. You have made us grow so much and we have a message for you that is coming shortly on the platforms. Yeah. Today, we want to close off on this topic of doing selling, we started from prospecting mm-hmm. and now we're going into closing the deal. There was also communication. Yes. Yeah. We want to look at strategies for making those successful sales closings. Mm. Everyone loves to close mm-hmm. a deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you started because you want to close it yeah. anyway. So Ephraim, uh, closing a sale is the climax of the journey. Yeah. I'd like you to share a little bit about your favorite closing techniques that you have used successfully. Okay, so coming back to the framework we've been using even up to today, mm. right? We have the sales channel. You have your identification, you have your research, you have your purchase decision, then you have your experience. So when we talked of communication, we're talking about identification, even elements of it fell into research. Then when we talked of prospecting, there was also that aspect of uh, identification and research. Mm-hmm. Now closing is on the, the tail end of that research part. Now where you're trying to get someone to make a purchase decision. I know we would like to say techniques, techniques, techniques. Everybody wants techniques because techniques... Methodology. Methodology. (laughs) Because it's easy to get a template and apply a template. And Mm. that's why in this age of of, of the chat GPTs and all these AI um, uh, modules or automation systems where you just plug in data and ask questions and it gives it back to you, it helps because it's almost like we want these shortcuts. But the reality is when it comes to sales, there are no shortcuts. But for the essence of, of helping people, trying to just get a sense of what a technique would look like, mm. um, I'll use a model, um, or at least I'll share like four techniques that I know of mm-hmm. um, that I would say not necessarily that they are efficient across the board because it's that they have to be applied with context, mm-hmm. but I would say that they do the job, at least if you know what you're doing. Mm. So I don't know if you understand what I mean by that statement. Like you can know, I can give you an oven, I can give you pots, I can give you knives and food, but you need to know how to use those tools. 
to, for them for you to cook a very good meal. I would so put it, it this way that you you would need the seventh sense uh-huh. uh, for you to to do a right closure with any approach. Exactly. Yes. And and I think we talked about when we talk about communication and we talked about effective sales communication and we talked about empathy. And I gave that story that where I had to I took someone for a spa date and I had to read the body language I had to read beyond the words to kind of just get a sense of why the sale had not been closed. Mm. And it's the same thing here. I'm trying to say that you can I can give you these techniques and I can mention these techniques, but at the end of the day, we are living entrepreneurship. We're not thinking entrepreneurship. We're not uh, studying entrepreneurship. We are living entrepreneurship. So whatever we try to share on this platform, it's about practical. So mm-hmm. these are the techniques, right? So number one, we have assumptive, the assumptive clause. Mm. Close, sorry. Now the assumptive clause is pretty much you assume that the customer is ready to to make that purchase. Mm-hmm. They're ready to make the decision. You have gone through the whole process and you can see that they are more inclined to buy mm. than they are not to. Mm-hmm. And so, you, you, for example, you will ask a question like, uh, so when can I deliver the new laptop? You have, so the customer has walked into your shop. Let's say you sell hardware for computers and you sell laptops, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, um, they, you explain to them what it does. They saw the post on social media and everything. And sure enough, if they came from social media, they identified, they came to your shop to do the research. They are now there physically. They've gone through all the steps. They've seen the technology. And you have read that body language. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. like I said, empathetic listening. Yes. Not just to the words, but also to the body language. You start to see these cues that this person is really, really interested in this. So now you want to get them, give them that last push over, mm. over the cliff to say, make the purchase, make the purchase. So you ask, so when can I deliver? Or you can even add something on top of it and say, can I add a mouse to that? Mm. Because you're making the assumption that, oh, this person has already bought the laptop. Would you want it with a stand? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, yeah, for posture and everything. Yeah, yes. it's true. Mm. You know, so it's it's one of those things where it's very, it's, that, that's the first First technique, right? Mm-hmm. We have a second technique, which is the alternative close. Close. Now, this is where you present the, the 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 customer with two options, right? Which, at the end of the day, these two options are literally what we call four four options. Mm. So, like, you're giving the customer an illusion of choice, but you know that this customer, at the end of the day, these two things solve the same problem, right? It's, it's more like being nice. Uh, it's, it's it's okay. It's let me give you a, an example. When you ask a customer, would you like, would you like standard delivery or express delivery? <laughs> it's still delivery. Yeah, it's yeah, it's all delivery. Yeah, there could be an element inside them that I want this as fast as I as yeah. as I could possibly get it. Let's take an example mm-hmm. of uh, a bride and a groom. They have mm-hmm. a wedding. They need a wedding gown, mm-hmm. express or standard. <laughs> so you. I mean, the bride would obviously say express because she needs to secure that. But if, 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 especially if it, when they're fighting with time. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, 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 so you find that that's now where you give guys alternatives. Another way you can give guys when it comes to the alternative close, close is where you ask somebody, um, let's take, for example, you're selling a car. Mm. Um, and you tell them, you're like, would you like it in white or red? Again, this is part of, it's also, it falls under some assumptive. But again, I repeat, these are techniques that at the end of the day, you have to look at the customer and you have to try to identify what is this, what is this person's need mm. and kind of just give them that comfort and security to feel like, okay, this person cares about me 
And that's why I think, I, I don't know if we're going to talk about the ethics of selling, but I feel like when, when somebody feels like you're trying to sell them, that's when they become more resistant to what you're trying, mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm, trying to put mm-hmm. out there. And so you find even when it comes to the, cl- the, 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 the clothes, I would say, let me actually, let's forget about all these techniques. Let's just talk about one simple thing. My favorite technique, mm-hmm. authenticity. Yeah, it is. And I like the fact, personally, I would not want to, to be selling to somebody and then there's a cut down mm-hmm. in communication. Yeah. You know, that silence yeah. starts to communicate to me that they're resisting but they don't want to say. I walk into mm-hmm. a perfume shop mm-hmm. and this lady, I had no intention of really purchasing anything. I just wanted to look at pricing. I was mm-hmm. really doing window your, so shopping. Window shopping. Mm-hmm. But that's what the way that's she what communicated called. to me, mm-hmm. she just got me buying several. <laughs> and I was wondering, why, why am I even buying? But she kept just talking to me. Mm. This is good for men like you. You know, if you use this perfume and you're on a date, if you use this and you... And then she you want to, to test it? Mm-hmm. And now, she's doing all these things. Mm-hmm. So the conversation just led me into making a decision to, to purchase. Now, can I ask you a question? Do you think do you think she was being disingenuous? Like, do you think when you're in, when you're interacting with her, you knew she was trying to sell perfumes? Mm-hmm. But when she would say stuff like "This is this is good for men like you," did you think she was just selling you air, or you felt she actually meant it? Well, you know, she you you felt like she meant it. That's why you took it. You unless unless you I were, am in her shop, and mm-hmm. for her. To just imagine that I've walked into the shop, mm. she, she she thinks I need something and maybe I mm. need help to identify. Mm. Mm. You know, sometimes we're quite indecisive on what we want. Mm. So you enter this shop and they're asking you, do you need help? Mm-hmm. It happens to me when I walk into malls mm-hmm. and I'm just going around and do you need help? I'm arrogant to say, no, I don't. Mm. But I actually need help. Mm. But I just don't want someone to force me to get into something I don't want. I'm you want to be in control to. of the experience. But then someone comes and they just keep you know, checking on you. Do, do you need help? Mm-hmm. Have you checked out this new product by so and so? And then that conversation, the conversation just gets me going and going like, okay, show me. Mm. And then they show me and then they tell me this would work with you. Uh, you coming from Africa? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, you might need this. I'm uh-huh. like, ah, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Even if. Can I get, okay. So now I know, okay. I want to ask you, I want to give you two scenarios because I, I, I love what you're saying because this gives a clear picture of what, what it truly means to actually close hmm. a sale, right? Take two uh, stores that you've entered, right? Both of them that are selling, again, like you, let's use the example you gave of perfume um, or colognes, right? Hmm. Now, the first shop, you have a, a shop attendant, a sales rep, who is frantic. She, in the shop, she has many clients mm-hmm. dealing with, she talks to you, she says, okay, um, you go through this, I'll be back. She goes to somebody else. She talks to that person. She's like, okay, I'll be back. She comes back to you. Have you seen something you like? And there's that activity. That's scenario number one. Mm. And you're left to your own devices, but she's present, right? Then on the other side, you have a shop. There's no one else in the shop, or maybe just you and one other person. Mm. And the sales rep is giving you full attention. They're with you. They're going through the sense. They're explaining for example, I mean, I, people who shop for colognes will probably tell you this. I don't know the details, but they'll tell you one is woody, the other one is aromatic, the one is citrus, is, 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 has, is, it's, it's citrus, I think. They have all these 
um, this fresh and warm, I don't know, but you understand what I'm talking about. You have these two scenarios where you have someone who has disjointed attention and another one who has full attention. Exactly. The question I wanted to ask you is where do you think you're more likely to buy? Full attention. Exactly. We all love to be attended to and be pampered. Exactly. Now you're driving to my point when we talk of everything. And rub our ego. Exactly. Now yeah. you, and then you see, by giving this example, I'm already driving to the point about the technique. Mm. Whenever you want to close a sale, it comes back to what we talked about from day one, day two, whenever we have done these shows on sales. You need to be one, authentic, and authenticity only comes from empathy. Mm. And part of that authenticity, when you have, when you're authentic, you're able to now interact with the customer face to face and be direct and honest with them and give them that full attention to truly address their needs. Because you may be selling the product to, I can be selling just right now. We could bring iPhone 15s right now. Mm. The reason why Jesse buys is not the same reason why Ephraim buys. That's true, right? And so you need to be able to give your full attention as a salesperson to that customer to be able to close that sale. Let's just go through if you have any other models mm-hmm. or approaches okay. to, to the sales to close. Okay, so we had, we had the assumptive close, right? We had the alternative close where you give um, options, right? Mm. Now we have the summary close. The summary close is pretty much you summarize the key benefits and features of your product and mm. service, right? Mm. Now, you have to, part of giving this summary is because you've talked to the customer, they've done the research, but now you're going to do a summary to kind of just remind them that, hey, based on their needs, hey, this is what the product can do in relation to your needs. This is how, what it solves. This is how it solves it. And are you, then you ask them, are you ready to move forward on this solution to your issues? Mm-hmm. That, is, that is the summary close. Then you have the urgency close. Now, this one, I'm not a fan of it because it, it seems almost like trickery. But if it's genuine that there's an urgent, there's an urgent, there's an urgent aspect to what you're selling, it's normally better to you start with that, right? But this is to create a sense of urgency. So pretty much where we talk of um, limited time offers, this discount is only available for this time, where you talk about the product is very scarce, like we only have X. Normally that leads to 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 closes faster. But again, I repeat, don't do it if it's not. Don't do it if it's not true. Don't say you only have five in stock when you have like a hundred a full Happens truck. Happens a lot. Yeah, exactly. and, and people do it. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like if you're going to be disingenuous and you're going you're gonna to lack authenticity, just know that you're not going to sell as well as someone who's genuine. The airlines do this all the time when they tell there's no seat on the bus. <laughs> so that they and can the only available s- seats are going for this price. Exactly. Only to enter and you find the, the plane, plane isn't it's just empty. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like you, when you get there, you feel, you don't feel good because, and that's why I'm telling you, like, don't think that the purchase decision is the end of the pro of the, of the sales channel. And that's why where we, I don't think we're going to get a chance to go into it for this month on, on sales, where we now talk about the experience and how impactful the experience is. Mm. And what I mean by impactful of the, the, how impactful the experience is, I'm talking about to be able to lead customers back to you. Um, I don't, if you get someone to buy and you think just by getting the money you are done, then you are not planning to be in business for very long. I think you're just looking to make a a quick buck and move Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. because there's so much more value in a customer over a longer period of time than just immediately. And that's not just from from their their own direct purchases, but also their referrals Mm -hmm. because word of mouth is one of the most powerful marketing tools. Mm -hmm. Extremely powerful. A happy customer is one of your best 
is one of your best marketing tools. And All so right. then and so you find that if you if you go in that context and you sell somebody limited offer and then they see on social media that the limited offer has continued. <laughs> you're laughing, but it's true. I see people do that. They'll be like, for a limited only you only have seven days to buy this product. Then you you rush, you get it, then after you see next following week. A due to public demand. The limited offer has been extended. It wasn't limited at all. Exactly. And so you find that the, you leave the customer with that sour taste that you guys are not authentic. So you find that even now when, and we talked about the, 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 the bank account of trust. Hmm. When a customer experiences the product after you have sold them on a limited offer and then they see that it was not true, you have withdrawn from the account. Hmm. So next time you try to sell them something or you try to make a sales promise, they're like, hmm. You'll get one sale, but you won't get a second one. You're listening to Living Entrepreneurship by Sorty. Jesse here, the African Sun, together with Ephraim Ramwenge. And uh, we're having this conversation on strategies to have successful sales closings. Want to take a break here and get into these messages. We'll be right back. Doctor, business, everything tech, and Rwanda's green agenda. Saturdays at 10 a.m. Welcome back to Living Entrepreneurship by Salty. Ephraim, remind us social sites where someone can find us. Uh, so you can follow us. Okay, I'm laughing because. There's something I, I did for granted and I was about to do it for, for living entrepreneurship. But let me go ahead and do it. Uh, you can find us on social media. Um, this is on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Salty Africa. That's S-A-L-T-E-E Africa. Please find the content, share the content. You might just change someone's life. Don't now, forget to wish people a very good day. I know. And then, and go, and make then, then go make some money. Someone someone was <laughs> <laughs> someone is making fun of that. But it's it's I love it because they listen to the podcast and they just remember that. But it's the truth. So please find us on social media. We really put out content. Um again we we thank the, the listeners, we thank the lifers because we hit a, a key milestone. And I think in a few days, um, a few weeks of, 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 of this podcast, we hit a thousand downloads across all platforms. And I think that's just massive. It shows that you guys are, are listening in, that you guys love what we're putting out. And please give us your feedback. If there's a topic you feel like needs to be addressed personally, uh, professionally, please just reach out. Again, we won't give you marriage advice, mm-hmm. but we can try to talk about work-life balance <laughs> as an entrepreneur. But that's, <laughs> but that's besides the point. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Timing can make or break a closure of yeah. a sale. Yeah. How do you argue the right moment to, I mean, how do you gouge the right moment to seal a deal mm-hmm. within the sales cycle? Gut feeling. And I know it sounds really like, okay, huh? Your gut feeling will tell you when it's the right time. Mm. But this is a crazy thing. Have you ever heard the saying that, um, I think I'm going to paraphrase it, but where they talk about um, you grow more lucky through preparation. Have you ever heard that saying before? Mm -mm. Your luck grows through preparation. You've never heard that. 
So apparently, we 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 can increase our our luck in terms of ability to succeed through luck by preparing ourselves more, mm. by by elevating our skills, by expanding our thinking, our knowledge depth. We increase our luck, and it's the same thing with also your ability to have a a gut feeling that's right because gut feelings is pretty much just your emotions. It's something that your subconscious picks that your conscious doesn't pick. And so it feels like it's something on the inside that is intuitive. Mm -hmm. And obviously if you're a spiritual person, we talk of the Holy spirit, but Mm -hmm. what I'm just trying to say here is that that gut feeling will tell you when it's the right time to close in what sense you don't want to be too early to push because Mm -hmm. you will seem pushy. The customer will be like, but why is this person rushing? Now they won't trust you anymore. They'll, they'll start questioning the trust because they're like, this person is really desperate to make this deal. Maybe the product is inferior. Mm. Okay, this person is money hungry. Maybe they've lied to me about what the product can do because they, they care more about my money than care about me getting a solution. Mm. You also don't want to be too late because when you're late, you find a competitor, a competing product, an alternative, a substitute comes in and replaces or takes that tension away from you from your customer. So you need to know the right time. And again, like I said, you can see these cues. It may be dealing with somebody online or indirectly and finding a way to, you can kind of see the the way they, okay, so Amazon and all these big tech companies have things where they look at conversion rates, follow-through rates, click rates, all of these different metrics to see how people are going through um, the product. So like how quickly does someone add something to that basket? Mm. How quickly do they scroll down the page when they see something? And by the way, this also happens with the algorithms on like TikTok. Mm. So TikTok, you'll be scrolling, even f- by the way, even Instagram, you'll be scrolling and then where you stop to check something, even for a millisecond, it, the algorithms pick that up and say, this person was interested with, with that content. So again, when you're dealing with somebody indirect, some of, the, some of these websites that track, if you have a website where you're selling that stuff digitally, you can track it. But if you're dealing with somebody face-to-face and your transaction is happening face-to-face, you can watch body language. Mm-hmm. Again, we talked about giving your full attention to somebody. You're, you're selling this cologne or this perfume and, or you, this item. You're in the store with this person. You've seen this person go through in their mind that process of they've seen your product, they've identified it, they've researched it, and they're about to make that purchase decision. So you can start to see where you can make that little final push to actually get them to that point where they make that decision. Mm-hmm. Again, I, we, I keep emphasizing that techniques and anything you do in relation to sales it's about it's about the person who who it's about the customer it's about the you need to empower the customer don't ever think it's about you you need to look at them and and give them that point to empower themselves so anyway when now we talk of tele 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 sales because there are people who have to close sales on the phone mm. this one you need to keep the the customer engaged on the phone. And you talked about the, the, that aspect of always talking. You can find out that that woman is very good on the phone, by the way, at tele, telesales. Mm-hmm. You need to get the customer always talking. And the best way to get someone to always talk is to keep asking questions. So even when you're trying to get the, the close the sale, you need to pose it in a question. So you get the person to the point where they talk. Don't talk to them. Let them talk to you. So don't tell them, oh, the product does this, the product does that, the product, no. You say, the product can do that. Is that okay f- with you? Does that solve the issue you have? Ah, then they'll say, ah, oh, no, 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 my issue is this, this, is like, ah, okay, I think the product can do this, 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 this. Do you think that's, that will be adequate? 
They've added another question. Mm -hmm. And so you get the person to keep coming back, keep coming back, keep coming back. Now when you get to the last part where you're trying to close the sale, it should be a question. And so what I'm just trying to say is that at the end of the day, timing is so key. You don't want to be too early. You don't want to be too late. And it's driven by your gut feeling. But your gut feeling gets better with time. You know, sales, it comes off like, you know, when you're chasing for a woman mm-hmm. you've fallen for. Mm-hmm. And they can lead you on. Mm-hmm. And you could spend some time just trying to find out if it's the real thing. Mm-hmm. And when you're just talking about, uh, you know, knowing the when mm-hmm. to, to do the closure of a sale, mm-hmm. even in that process, you know, you could get resistance and objections. Mm-hmm. Because I have worked with colleagues who've told me, Oh, he promised me. He promised me. He said I should come, take this proposal, refine your proposal. Mm-hmm. I have refined the proposal. Then said, okay, I think now you can send the draft mm-hmm. uh, engagement document. They've sent the draft. And then all of a sudden, quiet. the sale goes quiet mm-hmm. and there is no closure. I'd like you to talk about, again, I know we've spoken about these objections that can be a roadblock. How, what's the strategy, your go-to strategy for overcoming those common objections in Mm. the closing phase? Okay, so what we talked about last time is you just have to be you as an individual. First of all, you need to be okay with with that. You need to be okay with the fact that people are going to actually reject what you're putting on the table. Now, um, I read something by Zig Ziglar, who's arguably one of the greatest... um, minds in the space of of I would say coaching. Mm. He he talks about the difference between refusal and rejection. Mm-hmm. He talks about the difference between refusal and re- rejection and he says that you need to know the difference between the two because rejection is an outright flat no. I don't want. Refusal is it's a temporary thing that is subject to change. Mm-hmm. And so I say this because most, and we used it interchangeably, and I'm going to still use it interchangeably, like the rejection and the refusal. It's still temporary. Because even if someone tells you flat out no, that person at some point is going to buy from you. As long as you did your customer mapping well, and you identify that that potential person that you're wasting, not wasting, investing your time, because I know sometimes it feels like you're wasting time because you're going to talk to someone for like months and you know what's funny, Jesse? The customers you take the longest talking to to try to get the sales, and those are normally the best customers. Yeah, of course, because it, the sale comes off so sweet. There's that. But I think normally even the customer ends up respecting you for the tenacity to keep pushing your persistence and perseverance. Because What has like, happened to me, actually, uh-huh. is the people who have tried to sell to me mm-hmm. and finally got me after a long time, mm-hmm. I have felt like I want to hire them to become my salespeople. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You have this, it's almost like you have walked this journey together. Hmm. It becomes, there's an attachment because this person, you're like, how is it six months later you're still on my neck? Six months. Actually, interesting story. There's a sales guy I hired. The guy would not stop calling me. He worked, he was selling insurance or he was in the bank. I can't remember. Man, the guy would stress, hey, you know how we talk of and go, if I, if I don't pick up your call the first time and then you call me a second time, you're like, you have psychopathic behavior, mm. tendencies. This guy didn't know two. He, like five standard, he would call back to back, back to back, back to back. And he would wear me down. I'm like, his name is Aubert. I'm like, bro, 
are you, huh? I ended up giving the guy a job. And he did a fantastic job. And I'm saying this because you need to understand that. Like, you, you're going to ha- keep getting those rejections. The closure of a sale, you need to just accept that. Look, I'm gonna, it's going to be, te- this person is saying no, but it's actually a not yet. And so you need to figure out why he's saying not yet. And that's what I'm saying. Empathetic listening. We talked about all of this. And it's just for the sake of repeating it so that somebody, it can really, someone can really, really understand. It can really settle in their minds and hearts is you need to keep at it. Mm. Again, don't just keep at it for the sake of doing it. You'll find sometimes somebody refuses or rejects your, your proposal because they've maybe not understood that you can, how you can solve that problem. So reframe, reframe the statement. Mm. So if I say, Jesse, I'm willing to give you a phone because it's going to help you with your social media strategy, like the work you do, the line of work that you do, it will help you. It will take your social media to the next level. Say, "Ah, okay, yeah, um, thanks. I'll let you know. I realize I'm like, you didn't understand what I said. I'm like, you know, this phone actually has a fantastic camera and it's processing power. You can edit videos subtitles and everything and add your audio on your phone without actually having to pull out a laptop to do all this editing that needs to be done. Mm. Oh, really? It can and go, yeah. And it actually has this and that and that. And so I've said the same thing, but I've just reframed the words, the Mm. wording. And Mm. so that's what I'm trying to tell you. When you now get to that point, part of ways to overcome it, you just need to be empathetic, be patient, and also be a hard guy had in closing mm-hmm. there is that part that we should not pass negotiation mm-hmm. you've given your best price mm-hmm. but the client your prospect still says we need to negotiate for instance i have this equipment i import mm-hmm. from germany to supply for broadcast houses mm-hmm. so i have a special price at the factory mm-hmm. as the distributor and then when my final client is making an order they also want to literally eat away my margin mm. and I, I, I have a threshold mm. at the factory. Sometimes you feel like you're being fixed mm. to negotiate and really, really negotiate. Mm-hmm. Would you want to walk me through a memorable negotiation where everyone walks away happy? You've not left a sale and the mm-hmm. client is happy to get a service or product from you. Okay, you have, you have, you know, my 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 not so young brain cannot go cannot go far back. But I will tell you this. Let me let me first talk about negotiation as as it is, and one of the things that one has to take into consideration. And I think by then I'll have an example. Um, at the heart of negotiation is power. Huh. I repeat that. At the heart of negotiation is power. You need to have power. Now, I know I sound like like these villains in, in these Marvel movies who are like, I need more power. Ha, ha, ha. No, you need power. In what sense? You need to be able to walk away from a transaction and not lose. Because when someone senses that you cannot walk away from a transaction, you're going to lose. And so I'll give you a simple example. Um, in, in commodities trading... When you bring a product for a customer, there's a habit guys have, if it's cash on delivery or it's a credit transaction, 
they will accept the price you give them. Sometimes they even give you an exorbitant price to attract you because the margin is high. Mm. Once you bring the product and offload it, they're going to try to negotiate you down. They're going to complain about quality. They're going to be what? They're going to complain about all sorts of things. Now, the reason why they do that is because they know that you are not going to lift that product and put it back on the truck and take it. The power is now in that in that court. So now you are at that mercy. And mm. so you find that normally there are strategies to deal with that. So what I'm just trying to say is that before you enter into any negotiation, you need to know who you're negotiating with and you need to garner that power. Now, I remembered one, one particular negotiation. And this one is a very long, short story. But I had a client I was selling some sugar to. And this is a while back, I think in 2017. And it was a very big contract. It was mm. a very big in terms of the volume. But they were taking, the, it was deli- being delivered in various consignments. Now, I was, this particular client was very difficult, truth be told. Um, they were not random. It was, I was importing to re-export to another country. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the country's name. But business people from that particular country are very difficult. They are the type who do this kind of unscrupulous behavior of you offload the truck and what. So this individual, we signed the contract. Within a week, they're supposed to put money on their account. They don't. Um, after two weeks, they go by. They only put 10% on their account, mm. and then they disappear. Now, this is someone in another country. They have not transferred the money. They've deposited the money. It's a lot of money, but it's not the full amount that we agreed upon. They disappear. They disappear because they know they don't have the full balance. Mm-hmm. After three, four months later, they come back. And actually, I see a text message on my phone for the balance, the other 80%. Now, I couldn't even return the 10% that they gave me the first time. I couldn't return it because I did, it was not transferred to my account. I, and I couldn't find them to tell them, hey, take your money back after the three months. Mm. So sure enough, I see a text message. A lot of money hits the account. I'm like, where is this from? Before I could even figure out where it had come from, I see her call. She calls me. She's like, hey, I saw the balance of the stuff. I want my sugar tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, gee, my G, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Mm. Like you need to, it doesn't work like prices have changed. She says, no, 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 no. I need my product and I need it tomorrow. I'm like, it does not work like that. She says, no, 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 no. I need it. So she was emphasizing. So now that's when we went into negotiation mode. So I managed to convince her that, look, prices have changed. But this is what we're going to do. I'm going to give you for what you have paid for now at the new price. Mm. The extra bags you claim you want, I will factor them in as a bonus in the next delivery. In the next delivery that that we have of you. Because I think we're delivering, I think, 5,000 bags. She wanted six. I told her, the next, the other 1,000 bags, you get them in the, in the next consignment. Because I knew that I would have adjusted the pricing. The margin would be in there. I said, I'll give it to you as a bonus. So that we could figure it out. And sure enough, we came to an agreement. Again, even that negotiation was not easy. But it ca- eventually, we came to that agreement. I got my continuous business because that was a fraction of the entire contract. Uh, but for her, she was satisfied because she got her 6,000 bags. And I got continuous business. So I, for me, what I re- learned about negotiating is that because I had the power in that context, because she needed the product. And in mm-hmm. what sense, how did I have the, pro- the the power? In this particular country where she was taking the product, you needed to get a, a license to import such commodities. And you had to pay $300,000 to get that particular license. And when you would get it, it's not just for that. It's not for like in this context, it was not just for any type of sugar. It was for a particular 
type of sugar from a particular factory. Mm. So this was Mozambican sugar. You could not, she could not go get Zambian or replace it with Malawi. No, it had to be Mozambican sugar. So she had it's it, the three hundred thousand dollars was a commitment, and so she she was stuck. And because I knew that, I had the power in my court, and and, and the, the, the it was within my grasp. I knew that I could decide how this transaction goes and how it pans out. And so that's how it ended up happening. And so once you understand that, and any negotiation requires power and you have garnered that power you have that information and you know where the pain points are for your customer when someone tries to strong arm you because customers will you'll find those customers who will always try to get the upper hand on your mm-hmm. on you you can always leverage the information you have because information is what is power it's power yeah thank you so much uh mr Ephraim romwenge yes because of time, we are constrained that this conversation can only stop here and looking forward to the many other episodes that we'll have with you. We've been talking about the art of successfully making ourselves close, mm-hmm. and I hope that you have benefited immensely from this conversation. Uh, we'll be announcing to you what is coming up next in our next episodes. Yeah. Otherwise, go to our socials. Salty Africa on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on X. Please do follow us. Please do share the content we really want to hear more from you feedback is important for us to serve you better otherwise god bless you bye-bye Doctor, business, everything tech, and Rwanda's green agenda, Saturdays at 10 a.m.